think it can happen to you. The hit and run chase in California, a motorcycle rider witnessing a driver slam into several cars and then speeding away. It can happen to you within seconds, a blink of an eye. Tonight about the man suspected of killing a woman in a hit and run and his plan to evade justice. When you take your eyes off the road for just seconds, when you're driving your car, oh, yes, it can happen to you. See, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. When the sands of time will run out within your hourglass. New at 10, a hit and run caught on video, and now a teenager and his family are looking for the driver who took off. He was a victim of a distracted driver hitting the road while riding his motorcycle going 65 miles per hour. He nearly lost his life. Now on a crusade to help save lives and prevent someone else from becoming a victim, the creator of DistractedDriversBusted.com and now the host of this podcast, it's Howard Drescher. All right, welcome. Welcome to another show of DistractedDriversBusted.com, the podcast show. I am your host, Howard Drescher, the creator of DistractedDriversBusted.com. And of course, now this podcast show. You can follow me on Twitter at DistractedDBTV, at DistractedDBTV, and of course on Facebook, it's DistractedDB. And you can get all the shows on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcasts. Just type in the keyword DistractedDB. Okay, so lots to go over. Lots of things to go over. Uh, one story in particular, I'm very, you know, really, really upset about it because it's totally preventable. But I can tell you this, this last week, oh my gosh, there are so many crashes. And can you imagine being in Texas when the ice and they had that big crash with, I think they had 130 cars, cars and trucks. Six people died, 65 people injured. We'll get to that story tomorrow. That's right. I'm doing a Saturday and Sunday show this time based on the fact that I didn't do my show on Wednesday or Thursday. So I am kind of going back in time a little bit, trying to make up for my shows that I missed uh, during the course of a week. So therefore, I'm going to do that. Also, good news. I know I'm a little scared about doing this. I'm a little frightened about doing this, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Uh, I've taken the time. <laughs> oh, my. I have taken a lot of time putting it together. And I got one or two more rehearsals to do. As you know, I'm not a camera guy. I am not a camera guy. But I do have my studio set up to go record videos. I have the potential to go live, Facebook Live, YouTube Live, whatever the case might be, I can do it. So what I'm going to do for the first month or so, and I'm going to let you know when it happens. I'm going to go ahead and do some live videos, well, recorded videos, maybe a 15-minute hit. We'll try that out on, on, on a Saturday or Sunday afternoon now that football season's over. I'm going to take a stab at it, maybe 15 minutes here. Maybe 20 minutes here, 30 minutes. Depends on how I feel. And I'm going to post it on my YouTube channel. And I'm going to let you guys know what my YouTube channel is. And that way you guys can kind of see what I'm talking about. 
It could be kind of a uh, story within a story, if you will. So I want to talk a little bit about that probably probably on Sunday. Yeah, tomorrow's show, what I will do is probably talk about that. Uh, but I got to tell you, it's been crazy over the last couple of days. Uh, and I mentioned to you that I had a friend that lost somebody. And she came to me and told me that story, like, I think Thursday. Not this past Thursday, the Thursday before. And quite honestly, believe it or not, after listening to the audio that I got from, I think, CBS 2 and KCAL 9, which my friend, uh, you know, and you guys know who she is. I've talked about her before, Desiree Batista. She, uh, she lost a good friend. And when she sent me this link, I listened to the story. And we're going to listen to it in just a little bit. I listened to the story, and what I found out is, quite honestly, I remember listening to a radio station while they were covering the incident that, as it was going on. And I go, oh my gosh, this is the same story I was listening to on the radio as I was driving home going, what's going on with people? Come to find out, her friend ended up getting killed. She came to me Thursday, not this past Thursday, the Thursday before. And she let me know, <coughs> excuse me, she let me know that something happened. Quite honestly, I didn't, you can't get up right now and give her a hug and say, I'm sorry. The only thing I could do, make sure I'm six feet away from her and say, I'm sorry. And, and honestly, I really, I really don't know what I can say and do in that situation, but affected me, but affected her even more because that was her friend. She knew the guy that was killed and that crash is totally preventable. And we'll get into that story in just a little bit, but right now it's time. Let me see if I can flip my pages over because apparently uh, I printed this stuff out and it was two pages together. Okay. So here it is the top story from the previous show and a lot of people thought it was going to be the seven, eight minute dash cam that the police officer uh, indicated that where she was talking to the lady that was in the um, school parking lot that ran over the cones and was totally drunk, dropping off a child to school. Yeah, almost, almost got a lot of votes for that one, but this is the one. I think that people are kind of upset with people in authority. And honestly, again, I don't know what a circuit clerk does. I have yet to find out. Nobody has contacted me to tell me what a circuit clerk does. But this story comes from WL, WSIL News, and I appreciate them for, again, allowing me to use a small snippet of the sound. I might just play the whole thing, see how that goes. Tonight, we're taking a closer look at police evidence in the case against Williamson County Circuit Clerk Austin Crabb. Last Thursday, Crabb was taken into custody and charged with driving under the influence. She resigned from her elected position over the weekend. News 3's Denise Turner is digging deeper tonight. Denise, you filed a Freedom of Information Act request to get the police report? 
Yes, Mark, I have the police report right here. We also have the dash cam video and body video provided by the Marion Police Department. While the case proceeds through the court system, she is considered innocent until proven guilty. The police videos provide context of the charges against her. It all began on West Main Street in Marion, just after midnight on Thursday morning. Marion Police pulls over the newly elected Williamson County Circuit Clerk, Austin Crabb. Driving down the road, you keep going back and forth, crossing the lines, and when you made your turn up here, first off, you, you drove over the white line, you always hit the curb, so I was concerned about that. Then the officer asked Crabb how much she had to drink, and she said a beverage. You now hear officers talking amongst themselves, asking about Crabb's condition. Oh, she's definitely intoxicated. I don't know if she's going to go along with the program, though. Crabb makes clear her role in Williamson County. The first thing she threw out at me was, I'm in Williamson County Circuit Clerk. Well, I'm here. I'm like, yeah, she said she was coming from work right now. I'm like, at midnight? Oh, I mean, like you can just talk. To, I mean, the slurring is incredible. Officers ask Crab to step out of her vehicle to perform a sobriety test. No, what are we doing now? We're going to be doing field sobriety tests on you to make sure you're okay doing the driving. No. Put your hands on your back here in the rest of you. While in the back of the squad car, she asked for help. Hey, Siri. Crab was driven to the police station where she was booked. She later filed a petition to rescind with the court, indicating the officer's arrest was unlawful. All right, and again, that was the top story from the last show. Surprisingly that that was the top story, but yeah, I just can't get over what the circuit clerk does and how she behaved thinking oh let me flex my muscle uh not in this case honey not in this case so you resigned you need to spend some time in jail reflect on what you did and quite honestly look for a new job because being a, uh in a position of authority is not really what it's supposed to be and then you're out there whining and dining yourself acting all calm and cool saying you're coming from work and you're drunk as a skunk. No, can't have it. I just don't get it. All right, again, you're listening to DistractedDriversBusted.com podcast show. When we come back, oh, yeah. Oh, this crash was so terrible. Oh, a DUI guy lost his life. You're listening to DistractedDriversBusted.com podcast show. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to the DistractedDrivers.com podcast. We'll be right back. Honey, are you ready to go to the party? We're late. Uh, what? Yeah, don't worry. I'll, I'll be ready in five minutes, babe. Really? Can you get off the phone? I'm already ready. We're going to be late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't worry. I'm almost done. Uh, we'll, let's go. Come on. Okay, honey. Let's go. Can you be ready next time? I feel like I'm always ragging on you to get ready for these types of parties. Yeah. Isn't the man supposed to be waiting on the lady yeah, anyway? I'm, I'm sorry, babe. I, I know I say this all the time, but I, I promise. Next time, I really, 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 really promise next time I'll be ready and I'll be ready to go by the time you get home. Gosh. Uh, oh, uh, let me see who that is. I'm waiting to see if my friend is actually going to be at this no. party. No. 
Leave your phone alone. You know that scared me last time. You nearly hit someone walking in a crosswalk. What? No, you're crazy. Look, what? I told you don't tell me what to do. I got this. Stop the car. Stop it now. I... I just can't be with someone who doesn't care about my life, not to mention their own. But babe, wait, wait, come back. Uh, this, this isn't happening, is it? Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm -mm. Text and catch the bus. Text and miss your stop. Wait, 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 wait. Text and be late to work. Sorry, I'm late. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. <clears throat> Who, me? Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. <sighs> Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Ugh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Now, back to the DistractedDrivers.com podcast. All right, again, welcome back to DistractedDriversBusted.com podcast show. I'm your host, Howard Drescher, the creator of DistractedDriversBusted.com. And of course, now this podcast show. You can follow me on Twitter at DistractedDBTV, at DistractedDBTV, and of course, Facebook, DistractedDB. And you can get the show on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcasts. Just type in the keyword, DistractedDB. So on Monday morning, early Monday morning, and I would have to say really early on Monday morning, uh, there was a crash, and a box truck driver was suspected of a DUI and ended up having one man leaving one man dead on the uh, 101 freeway up in Sherman Oaks. And of course, a deadly crash as apparently the box truck driver, believe it or not, fell asleep while he was driving and just parked the car kind of on the side of the road or in the road. And when did this happen? You got it. Early in the morning, like at 2 a.m., and a car was probably apparently speeding, ended up crashing into him. And here's a story from KTLA Channel 5 here in Los Angeles. And KTLA, it's been a while. Welcome back. Good morning to you guys. It's got a pretty serious car crash out here. All lanes on the eastbound 101 freeway here in Van Nuys were shut down just about an hour or so ago. The CHP, they're out here trying to clean up the scene. You can see they have reopened one of the lanes, but things are still very slow and go out here as the investigation and, of course, the cleanup continues. The coroner's van has arrived on the scene because, sadly, one person has died out here. Uh, they're still working to extricate the body, remove it from the, the SUV that crashed into the back of this big box truck. Um, so we're going to dig a little wide just out of respect for what's happening out here. Let's take you into the video. Here's what we can tell you what happened. At about 1.50 this morning, very early, officials tell us a passenger SUV, a Volkswagen, slammed really hard and fast right into the back of a box truck that was stopped on the 101 freeway due to mechanical issues. All of this happening here in Van Nuys. 
Afterwards, the SUV briefly caught fire. Officials say the Highway Patrol and Fire Department quickly raced out here to the scene. They got the flames extinguished, but unfortunately, they say there was nothing they could do for the driver of that SUV. He was pronounced dead on the scene. The cause of the crash is still under investigation. However, there was a pretty thick fog in the area at the time of the accident that made visibility a bit more difficult than usual. That might indicate that the SUV driver might not have seen this truck in front of him until it was just too late. Another reason here that this crash was fatal likely has to do with just how high up the rear of this box truck, a box truck like this one sits. In a rear collision, typically um, you'd have two vehicles having their bumpers collide with each other, but instead of the back bumper being hit like with most vehicles, the height of this truck just uh, had an unfortunate uh, role to play in it. Back out here live at the scene, the California Patrol is working quickly to clean this all up and get things reopened. They say it's probably going to take them a couple more hours before they can get it all wrapped up. The investigation, meanwhile, still continuing. Live in Van Nuys, I'm Steve Koosh, KTLA 5. Guys, I'll throw it back to you. All right, and again, that was uh, KTLA Channel 5 out here in Los Angeles, and I appreciate them for allowing me to use the sound. But, you know, you got to think about stuff like this. When it's out there foggy, you got to slow down, especially... Anytime between 10, 11 o'clock at night, all the way to about 5, 6 in the morning. You cannot take these roads and make them your own Indianapolis 500. And, you know, quite honestly, I've talked about this on several occasions, that there are people just driving like there is nobody else on the road, even when the road is pretty heavy. Now, I have been driving down on the 15 freeway or even the 91 freeway in Corona, and where I'm going the speed limit or just a little bit over, Okay, just a little bit. And what happens is I got vehicles coming up behind me, and I'm in the slow lane. I'm in the far right-hand lane, lane number one. And I got people behind me flashing their lights for me to move over. I can't move over unless I go more to the right, and then I'm off on a shoulder. I'm not going to do that. So if you feel like you's freeway is your own Indianapolis 500, then maybe you should join the circuit and drive in the Indianapolis 500 because you're going to end up killing people. You're going to end up killing yourself. And then, well, there's going to be all sorts of problems. There's going to be mayhem. And, and you got to think, for every crash there is, families are being affected. Families are being ripped apart because of the crash, whether it's a DUI crash, a hit-and-run a distracted driver just not paying attention and end up crashing into somebody. It could be a solo crash or it could be what happened in Texas and we'll talk about that again tomorrow where ICE hindered that and they had a hundred and some cars in in in, cra in, in a multi-multi-crash, a hundred and some vehicles crashing and leaving six people dead and 65 people injured. So it, it can happen at any time especially out here in California, it doesn't rain very much, but when it does rain, people still think the roads are dry and they don't realize that when the first few minutes of rain, uh, you know, the oil deposits from the freeway and the roads and all that kind of build up on, they build up on the, and they hit the surface and the water and oil. Everybody knows it doesn't mix. So therefore, uh, incidences happen. And when they do happen, well, then you got some serious problems. And then when fog comes into play on that, people still think that they can drive pretty quickly and pretty fast with fogs. And then what they do is they take and have their high beams on 
Well, when you have your high beams on, you can't actually see farther through the fog because the fog is reflecting the light back in your head, in your eyes. It just bounces back. And you can't see. So you got to go ahead and take a look at that. You know, everybody's different. But I, I'm just letting you know, I, I just, it's just tough. All right. Again, this is DistractedDriversBusted.com. I want to thank everybody who listens to my podcast show. I appreciate each and every one of you. And again, when we come back, a heartfelt story. This is a tribute to my friend. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to the DistractedDrivers.com podcast. We'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, we have arrived in Philadelphia. Local time is 3.05 p.m. and the temperature is 67 degrees. At this time, you are now free to use your cellular devices. You know that feeling when you get to turn your phone on after the plane lands? You can have that feeling every time you drive. Make sure your cell phone is stowed away whenever you are behind the wheel. Visit StopTextStopRex.org, a message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm-mm. Text and catch the bus. Text and miss your stop. Wait, 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 wait. Text and be late to work. Sorry, I'm late. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. <clears throat> Who, me? Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. Ugh. Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Ugh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Now, back to the DistractedDrivers.com podcast. All right, welcome back to the DistractedDriversBusted.com podcast show. I had to pause for about like 30 minutes. So I'm picking this up. And uh, you can follow me on Twitter at DistractedDriversBusted.com, the podcast show. I'm your host, Howard Drescher, the creator of DistractedDriversBusted.com. And, of course, now this podcast show. You can get the show on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcasts. Just type in the keyword DistractedDB. Okay, so I told you in regards to an incident that happened that my friend came to me, Desiree Batista. She came to me and told me that one of her friends were was killed in a violent crash. He was the victim here. And this story, she sent me the story, CBS2 LA slash KCAL, their sister stations. And this incident happened around, I think, on November 4th. Um, An innocent driver was killed in Pomona after an end of a pursuit that ended up in a crash. The subject or the suspect, is charged with murder. So the big question is this. How are we looking at this? Uh, Do we need to cut down on our pursuits? Do we need to stop televising it? 
do we stop reporting it on the radio? Because that's how I was listening to this. Now, my friend, Desiree Batista, lost a good friend of hers. So, here's a story from CBS2, KCAL 9. Desiree sent it to me, but I appreciate her sending it to me. And, of course, I want to thank CBS2 and KCAL 9 for allowing me to use the sound. This is something that uh, Desmond and I were talking about a little earlier. This is a heartbreak for a Pomona family after their loved one got caught up in the end of a pursuit and was killed. He was almost home after a day of work when a speeding suspect crashed into him, but the family tragedy didn't end there. And CBS 2's Rick Montanez tells us the victim's father had a heart attack after learning of his son's death. A shy smile on the face of 26-year-old Rolando Pinto. He was just two minutes from home when he died in this crash, the result of a police pursuit in Pomona yesterday. He was on his way home to us, and he never made it. Pinto's uncle says he was coming home from work at an auto parts warehouse five minutes from home. Since Pinto never showed up, his uncle went to the crash scene a half mile away at San Antonio and Philadelphia streets, where he confirmed his fears. I had to compare the license plate that I saw on the image on the internet versus the registration here we found, and I ID'd it. And that's how I broke the news to my brother before the coroner came to talk to me. The heartbroken family is now facing more tragedy. After finding out his son died, Ortega says Pinto's father suffered a heart attack last night. He's now in the hospital. Police say the driver who's responsible for the deadly crash out here is 22-year-old Eli Lopez. He's from Pomona and now faces charges related to the chase, as well as grand theft auto and murder. Um, one of our officers observed a vehicle uh, failing to stop at a stop sign. And that is when our officer went in pursuit of the vehicle. That was at 3.51 Wednesday afternoon. LA County Fire says its crews responded to a call for the crash eight minutes later. Unfortunately, my uh, my nephew was in the path of his escape, allegedly, and that, that's what happened as a result. You know, he took an innocent life. My nephew was innocent. Last night, we spotted police picking up a child's bike as evidence. Neighbors say it looks like Lopez tried to get away from the crash scene on that bike. He was found hiding nearby in someone's backyard. Right now, Pinto's uncle says he's heartbroken, but not angry. He had grown close to his nephew when he moved in with the family two years ago after Pinto's mother died. I know they're together in heaven. They're looking down on us and they're us to move forward. He was a tremendous part of our lives and we lost it yesterday. So you could imagine the, the pain and suffering we're going through. In Pomona, Rick Montanez, CBS 2 News. All right, again, I want to thank CBS 2 News and, of course, Desiree Batista for sending me the audio. And, of course, um, here, you know, when she told me about this, it affected her in a way as it would anybody with shock and dismay that, oh my gosh, how could this happen? Well, here's a thought. It affected me a little bit, but indirectly because I didn't know the guy, but because it was her friend and she told me the story, I really felt bad for her. Obviously, I felt bad for the victim. Now I even feel bad because the father had a heart attack based on when he found out that his son was killed. And his brother went over to ID the car and the license plate and everything that he saw the images on TV. How heartbreaking is that? You can't beat that. Like I said, she's my coworker. I work with her. And uh, quite honestly, to tell you the truth, um, 
you know, I wanted to give her a hug, but because of COVID, we couldn't. I stay six, uh, you know, feet apart from her. But that's all I could do. I wasn't sure really what to say for the first time in my life. For the first time in my life, dealing with this kind of stuff, I didn't really know what to tell her except it's going to be okay. But how do I know it's going to be okay? It's not okay for the family because the father's now in a hospital. The brother who ID'd the car probably feels really bad, really remorseful because he saw it on TV. He went out there to check the site to confirm it. Desiree felt bad. Anybody else that's in their inner circle feels bad. I don't know. It's been about 10 days now. And I saw her last Thursday, uh, and she, to me, was still kind of reeling from it. But that's what I can say. That old saying is true. Life isn't fair. But then I also hear, well, God always takes the good ones to make angels out of them. I'm not sure if that's really true. But one thing I can tell you is, there's a lot of people reeling from this. Desiree, anytime you want to talk, I'm here for you. Until tomorrow, everybody be safe and no more of these crazy crashes and pursuits.